Hey, real quick, a quick word of thanks to today's sponsor, Vertex Innovations, before we get started. For over 17 years, Vertex has been building the nation's wireless and broadband networks. Providing project management, network engineering, and construction oversight are just some of the ways Vertex helps their clients. So if you're looking for more of a partner to help you with your wireless network designs, construction, implementation, or operations, reach out to Vertex. You can find them at vertex-us.com. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-U-S.com. Welcome to the 5G Guys Podcast, the premier resource for industry insiders and newcomers alike to explore anything and everything wireless telecommunication. We discuss, explain, and explore all things wireless technology. So let's dive right in. Welcome your host, Dan McVaugh and Wayne Smith. Welcome back for another episode of the 5G Guys. I'm Wayne Smith, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dan McVaugh. Hey everyone! Welcome back for another episode. This is uh, this is one of the first flash pods that Wayne and I have done, um, responding to some uh, news that came out this last week um, related to wireless. So we thought we'd jump on and uh, do a quick uh, response. What, what Wayne and I think uh, what might be the outcome or the results of of this news. Um, first, I have to apologize. My voice is shot from uh, a great football game this weekend. So, but as they say, the the show goes on, right? So, uh, so the news, uh, specifically that we're talking about is last week, the FAA came out with a, what they call a special airworthiness information bulletin. Uh, this was on November 2nd, if you're listening to this in the future, but they basically announced that they had concerns about this new spectrum that AT&T and Verizon were getting ready to deploy on 5G. Spectrum is called C-Band. It's Spectrum that was auctioned off, uh, raised $81 billion for the federal government at auction, um, of which Verizon spent $45 billion and AT&T spent another $23 billion. So we're talking pretty high stakes here. Uh, the C-Band is a band of Spectrum that um, is very near a band of spectrum that airplanes use for radio altimeters to help, you know, pilots uh, apparently in, you know, landing and bad weather and things like that. And this issue um, has been around for a long time. Wayne, I think you said you, had, you knew a little bit about some moves that the FA made in the past to sort of address the potential for uh, this new C-band to interfere with those altimeters and a way to mitigate that. You found a little research on that? Yeah, I think, you know, a little bit from my side, uh, what drew me to the news is that we know that 2022 is going to be a big year for the carriers, right? And mm-hmm. for our company, Vertex, we're ramping up to deal with that demand. And then when you see something that stops this, it was a red flag for me. But yeah, so I did a little research. It appears that the rule change in all commercial airlines had to use linear frequency modulation or constant wave in 2010. And as of 2010, about 25,000 aircraft use have at least one radio altimeter, right? So, you know, the, the rules changed 11 years ago and definitely for all commercial airline you know, how they operate. And so that's why I think the FCC or yeah, the FCC felt it was okay. There's a lot of use cases around the world of using this spectrum and they hadn't had any, uh, any interference claims by any of the other 
uh, airline agency throughout the world. So I thought they felt pretty good about rolling this out. Right. Yeah. And so that's how, how I, I, I kind of came up to it. And then it definitely impacts, you know, one month is probably not a lot during the holidays, but you know, um, I did. So to, I so did, to clarify, yeah. A Verizon and AT&T last week in response to the FAA said, okay, we'll delay our 5G deployments one month because they were supposed to start deploying December 5th of, mm-hmm. of 2021. So they're, they're saying, okay, we'll wait till January 5th of 22. That's basically the news that came out, right? That's the news. Yeah. And so it hasn't, uh, I think the, uh, the federal government's working on another response, you know, or a mandate for this to move forward. Um, I did read uh, another article that said that, you know, we, we know that 5G brings some estimates as crazy numbers, but 1.5 trillion over the next few years in revenue, it creates millions of new jobs, but every delay in this rollout will cost $25 billion, wow. right, in economic growth. And so one month is probably not bad, it's $25 billion, but start to combine it, you know, we're talking hundreds of millions, hundreds of billions of dollars. So that's why I think it's such a hot button topic. And um, although that the government had the wireless carriers, they knew this for the last couple of years, they're going to release a spectrum, nothing out of the FFA or the aviation industry until now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Very, very 11th hour um, yeah. announcement by the FAA um, definitely has some folks scratching their heads about what might be going on as to why, why they had such a last minute uh, announcement. Uh, as you said, Japan, Europe, countries all over the world have already already deployed 5G at the same speak frequency band and no adverse effects have been reported for um, radio altimeter uh, landing assistance. But having said that, what I think is curious, or, or not curious, but very interesting was that I think Verizon and AT&T have a pretty good leg to stand on that everything's going to be fine, yet they did cho- choose to voluntarily delay a month. So I think that's kind of curious. Kind of interesting what, you know, what the positioning is there as to why, why they might be voluntarily doing that. And some people raise their hand and ask, well, where's T-Mobile and all this? Well, T-Mobile does not have the huge C-band spectrum that from the auction. They have some, but they've been deploying at 600 meg and at um, 2.5 gigahertz. Uh, 5G for the last year. So they've that's how they've gotten a leg up on Verizon and TT. So from T-Mobile's perspective, they stand to benefit from this delay and not and not be hurt by it. So that's that's uh, an interesting aspect to it as well. But I'm curious what your thoughts are. You have any any guesses as to why Verizon AT&T may have voluntarily taken this delay on given that they don't feel it's technically an issue? Yeah, I mean, this is my theory and theory meaning best guess. But if you look around the world and where we're at post the pandemic and post issues around that is we have supply chain issues and um, supply chain issues in our space. We know chips, but components, a a lot of the, um, I guess, product to deploy these types of networks of this technology comes, you know, from China and around the world. And they're not all manufactured in the U.S. So you have fiber issues, antenna issues, mounting issues, all of these different components. I I actually believe that uh, this delay helps. I think the carriers are saying, hopefully this will unclog some of the supply chain. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think a lot of their product is probably here or in a port somewhere, 
but because of the truck delays, the port delays, whatever it is in, in supply chain, that's a theory for me. You know what I mean? And, and I think once they start to open up, this gives them a little breathing room to relook at maybe some deployment priorities. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's all it's all about as we advance the growth of the network and, you know, we continue to build, there's a lot more data out there. Thank, thankfully for AI and the different collection methods, the companies at that scale, it takes them a bit to take that data and say, all right, we have supply chain issues, but we know maybe we can take some of the larger tier one cities in California near the supply chain and get those deployed first. So they may be looking at strategies along, hey, what what can we do first? What can we do next? And this this amount of time gives them ample enough time to maybe change a plan or make some, you know, how we're going to move product, how we're going to get it to the field and our vendors to build. But that's my theory on it. I yeah. don't know. Well, and and all of these uh, wireless carriers operate on a fiscal year that syncs up with the calendar year as well. So, you know, having a large initiative that starts December 5th really doesn't sync well with the way they do business anyways, right? Yeah. I mean, seed funding, right? Which means pulling funding back and then cleaning all that up. So I think they would, to your point, they would rather do it new fiscal year. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, that's, I I think our quick uh, flash pod, quick take on what's going on here. It'll be interesting to watch though. Um, Anytime that you have, you know, billions of dollars from the private sector being uh, discussed with a federal agency impacting the uh, putting that capital to work, it always makes for an interesting, uh, interesting news and, and dynamics. So it'll be interesting to see how this sorts out over the next month and the the dialogues that'll happen between the FAA, the FCC, and AT and T and Verizon. So, but with that, we do know that Verizon, AT and T aren't backing off their plans. Verizon still plans to cover 100 million people next year of no, new 5G uh, service in this band, and AT and T's uh, predicted you know 70 75 million new people covered by 5G in the span next year. So next year is going to be an interesting year for sure. Yeah. You know, one other thought comes to mind is really interesting about here in the U S is it um, technology, even though we move really fast, there's a lot of segment of collectors and hobbyists that play with old technology, no matter what it is here. If you think about old cars, look at the old car market here. It's a multi-billion dollar market. Mm-hmm. Even though you could argue that the new technology is so far advanced, people still like to tinker. And I think some of the aircraft, you know, and these people, are, it's the same model. There's a lot of old aircraft out there that people are hobbyists that use, that fly on the weekend. You know, they're not doing commercial things. They're just enjoying the hobby a flight, you know, and mm-hmm. so I think that those are some of the other reasons that compound these kind of technology changes where you have this segment of the population that are hobbyists and they don't want to see the change that uh, change because it changes to what their hobbies and what they're allowed right. to do. So, right. So they've got an old radio frequency altimeter on their plane that may be susceptible because it hasn't been updated to the new standards that were set in 2010. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a whole group. So we, you, know, you, ha- you hand it to them. We, we live in, in a culture that people have indiscriminate income, that they can do a hobby. And it's re- and because a lot of the technology was developed here instead of other countries, there's a lot of that old product out there. Mm-hmm. Easy to access. Like if you wanted to go find an old car, 
you could do it tomorrow, maybe spend a thousand bucks and you're into the old car business. Now, you know, whatever one it was, but. Yeah, if, 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 if the auto industry, the U.S. Department of Transportation told me I had to put an airbag in my 69 Cougar, I wouldn't do it, right? <laughs> you wouldn't. No. You wouldn't. Yeah. Nor would you maybe not take it on a cross-country road trip when the speeds are now 75 miles an hour or 85 in some places. So That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. I mean, we, we live in an amazing time uh, when we always think forward in our podcast. There's a lot of folks still loving, you know, the history of technology, whether it's in aircraft or cars or even radios and different things. We live in an environment where people can, you know, exercise their ability to do those things. So, yeah, yeah. pretty amazing. Well, great. Well, thanks for jumping on last minute. Uh, apologies again for uh, having a, a shot voice for this one, but uh, hopefully that's uh, uh, some interesting uh news for those that are following us on a week-to-week basis so uh until our next episode have a good one take care thanks for listening to the 5g guys for more resources and to connect with dan and wayne check out their website at 5gguys.com if you enjoyed this episode be sure to hit that follow button and share this episode with your friends and family 